You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Sports Top Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Co-host, Danny. And so we've been too long away from you all, but we are back. We're going to talk about the NCAAs, NFL, NBA, and a little Formula One, but Danny first to the NCAA tournament. Man, the NCAA tournament never disappoints, Danny. It nope. never disappoints. Uh, I think this year is so much parody. Who would ever have heard of we would be talking about FDU, Princeton, <laughs> Furman. Yep. Come on, man. Uh, don't think we've been we would have been talking about them had it not been for the likes of uh, the NCAA tournament this year. I would have to say this: one of the things that I really noticed uh, in this NCAA uh, tournament is just the amount of transfers uh, coming through the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and I think it's really uh, making a huge difference with regards to uh, parity. Teams are getting better. Farley Dickinson, FDU, uh, had to look them up to see where exactly they were located out in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue, uh, a tough one. But you have to give coaching uh, a lot of props here. They came out with a strategy. He's very confident in his strategy even before – game day, he said that he looked at Purdue and believed that they could beat them, and they did that. Just a whole lot. What say you, Danny? It's a game of matchups, and I think, too, one of the things with this year is a lot of teams are falling flat at the end, and you wonder if it is where a lot of these teams haven't played together, and when you get in these pressure-packed moments, does that impact how people, who's going to take the shot? You know you've had a season together, but the NCAA tournament is just a different beast. And to be in that, under that, you know, win or go home tournament, it, it's shown a lot. Like you look at a team like Duke, for example, uh, they had a lot riding going into the tournament, but towards the, end, towards the end of the game, they couldn't hit a shot. So same with Purdue. Edie, 7-4 against the smallest team in the tournament, he didn't even shoot a basket or shoot in the last like eight or nine minutes of the game. So that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. One, it's one and done. Two, it's matchups where a lot of these teams never seen each other before. So a dominant team, like a Kansas, for example, fell apart against Arkansas. They couldn't get it together at the end. Arkansas took advantage and they're going to the Sweet 16. So it's my favorite time of the year, man, to see these teams, see these matchups and how these games close out and looking forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now on to a little NFL news, Danny. Let me just say this. The the news have been predominantly um, taken over by this whole Aaron Rodgers to the New, New York Jets. He's finally come out and said, yes, he, he wants to play football. And he wants to play football for the Jets. He also, to my understanding, has indicated that 
before going into this retreat, this darkening retreat, whatever the case may be, he was really considering retiring. Uh, until I think Mark Murphy came out and said something to the effect of, in a sense, if he plays, if you you know, fine, we will take the. I mean, it just it was just so matter of fact. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, bump it. If you don't want me, mm-hmm. let me go on my merry way. Go to the team who does want me and who I can play for, and and shine. Yep. I say that to say this, Danny. Deep down in me, man, I had a feeling he was going to eventually leave. That contract that he signed, I believe, was like a four-year contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was last mm-hmm. year. I knew he wasn't going to stay for no full four years. I, I was thinking maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be the end of next year, and then he would bounce. Um, but he bounced earlier, and I think – he indicated, Aaron Rodgers indicated the best, basically, in a sense, they want their own guy, their own quarterback to, you know, move forward and everything, which is a Jordan love. I'll just say this, man, it did not have to end like this. It just seems like Green Bay does this to their most, when uh, a predominant face in, in the league mm-hmm. and in the franchise that initially with Brett Favre, however you feel about Brett Favre now, uh, and also now to Aaron Rodgers, however you feel about Aaron Rodgers now. Is there something about the Green Bay Packers and how they deal with their veterans leaving? And that has this happened to those two quarterbacks. This happened to a number of players, uh, whether Greg Jennings or uh, AJ Hawk or you know that crew. I mean, it just seemed to have just continued to happen for Green Bay. Don't know what's going on. Maybe this is where the lack of a true owner has a lot to do with this because the Green Bay Packers is it's publicly owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have like Mark Murphy, et cetera, running the organization from a uh, the president of operation standpoint. And then you have the GM, Lucas, but nonetheless. I think the lack of an owner has a lot to do with, or has a lot to do with the owner slash um, uh, manager or whatever they call him now. But Danny, this is a pitiful mess. Um, but nonetheless, it, it's going to happen. What trade package the Packers get, we don't know. I think that's something that needs to be worked out along with Aaron Rodgers' contract. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is going to eventually be a New York Jet. Uh, and I think the AFC East is going to be very interesting because Miami has made some moves. I don't know, Danny. This is going to be interesting. What say you? Yeah, this one, I think it's just coming down to compensation. And honestly, I think the Packers missed a valuable window like when Stafford and they Stafford uh was traded to the Rams and Detroit got back what they got back and then Denver did what they did for Russell Wilson so I'm not I'm not seeing this compensation package being as extreme as those teams gave up for those quarterbacks which in hindsight is tough because did they really want Aaron Rodgers even last year 
Uh, so I think they missed a valuable window where they could have got more compensation for him. But until something's official, it's hard. It's hard, man, just to you know speculate because you just don't know. Uh, they did. The Jets did sign Alan Lazard. As there's that rumored list, wish list from Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. So that could be an inkling. I know he he mentioned a few others, uh, allegedly on this list, but the Jets. I think both teams are kind of dug in, and that's where I don't think one team actually has more leverage than the other because the Packers aren't going to get two number ones for them. And, but the Jets need a quarterback. And the only other option is Lamar Jackson. But I think they're hell bent on getting Aaron Rodgers, and I'm just waiting for it to be over because I think they need to probably have something done before the draft in order to uh, draft appropriately for each team. And then we can move ahead because there may be some other pieces that are just waiting for this to get done in order to, from a free agency standpoint, to fill some of these rosters out. But they want to see what happens with New York before that um, is official. And now, Danny, on to the NBA where we're coming down to the end of the season, Danny, about 11, 12 games left uh, in the season. And Bucks just went ahead and beat the Raptors yesterday. Uh, they are mm-hmm. officially two and a half games uh, as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics. Um, man, this is going to be interesting. It's going to go down to the wire. I think the Bucks really need to get this number one seed um, because I don't think we really want to see uh, either Philly or Boston in the second round. I say let them go ahead and battle it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll pick up the pieces come uh, the 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 you know the uh, conference finals, if you will. Bucks need to keep pressing, man. My, here's my concern with the Bucks, Danny. They, pay, they play Philly what maybe what a week week and a half ago they lost. Mm-hmm. They played uh, on last week. Golden State Warriors and Golden State took an L. Beat Phoenix. Phoenix. It just seems like the Bucks has an issue against these teams that are on the higher end here, Philly and Boston. I'm concerned. I'm concerned there because this is deep as the Bucks are. They're still not beating these teams. Mm-hmm. And granted, that's just one game. Of course, it'd be a seven-game type series. Uh, obviously, first one of four wins, but is this concerning? I think it'll be some unnecessary games or game that the Bucks would, you know, go ahead and give to the other team. Um, in in either case, Philly or Boston. Oh, excuse me, to make this series to go into a seven-game series. I don't know. Bucks need to figure it out. Um, here's the other thing I'm concerned too, Danny. Uh, the decision making. What I mean, what I mean by that. Um, it does seem like Giannis is making those good decisions now. The only thing is, I think they need to get into their sets a lot quicker um, and get a little bit more movement uh, going here instead of them watching Giannis work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I think that uh, is something that they're going to have to figure out. I do love the pick and roll action. 
Uh, Brooke Lopez has been an absolute beast. Yes. Since the All-Star break. And, man, if he continues that, do we see that Brooke Lopez in the playoffs? It's going to be tough for other teams, especially as rotations, you know, kind of shorten a little bit there. So, I don't know, Danny. This this, uh, playoffs is going to be interesting, Eastern Conference. Western Conference, real quick, I think um, it's wide open, man. It's wide open. I, I have no idea who's going to do what. We don't know when Katie's really coming back. We don't know how that team is really going to gel since they've only played, what, a couple games together. Mm-hmm. I don't see them really gelling like that. Warriors, they can't win away from Golden State, away from San Francisco. Lakers are just, uh, we don't know when LeBron's coming back. We don't know how that's going to look. I mean, it's just a whole lot of questions in the Western Conference, man. It's just open. Uh, Denver is Denver. They've been on a little losing streak. I mean, I, the Western Conference is wide open. What say you, Danny? Uh, from the Eastern Conference perspective, yeah, the Bucks had they have to get that number one seed because you definitely want seven the 76ers and Celtics playing each other. You don't want to deal with one of them in the second round. To and to be at home for the duration of the whole playoffs, so that number one seed is key. I think they will definitely take care of that. They have been a little inconsistent. I know if they won some games, but I think it's they're starting slow and then they kind of pick it up as they go along. I think it's more or less playing out the string to get to the playoffs. This is a tough part of the season for these guys because they're seventy games in. So just to get to the playoffs and the Bucks, with people being in and out of the lineup still a little bit here and there and working through some things, I think they'll be fine. Just close out, get that number one seed, and get to the playoffs. The Sixers are getting hot, but we know how the Sixers perform in the playoffs. They do seem a little different this year, though, on how they're playing and beating teams uh, from years past. But like I said, until I see it in the playoffs, and them actually beating a good team in the playoffs. Um, I'll reserve judgment there. And the Celtics are kind of slowed down a little bit here, but I see them also just, you know, getting in because they're uh, four and a half games up on Cleveland and, and Cleveland sitting in the four spot. So I think Boston and 76ers are locked into that two and three. And then from there, there may be a little movement, but. They should be fine. So from the Bucks' perspective, just continue on, stay healthy, and put it all together once you get to the playoffs. As far as the Western Conference, Lakers, they've moved up to 10. And there's a key injury with the Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards, which may actually impact them, and they may fall in the standings. They're currently 9, and the Lakers are 10. They're tied. Uh, for that spot, and I can see the Lakers, as long as Anthony Davis, as I said this before, as long as he's on the court and they have that depth now, they're a different team. They did lose a couple games last week that uh, they shouldn't have lost, like, example, the Rockets. But as long as they can wrap up, their schedule is not too difficult, so they should be okay there. And then as, as you look up the uh, standings here, yeah, everything is pretty tight, uh, especially four through 
heck, 10. There's like five games separating the teams. So there could be a lot of shuffling going on. Interested to see what Memphis, once John Morant comes back, uh, how they play and uh, what happens ahead of the playoffs for them. So, and the Kings have been playing well. The Bucks got them last week. That was a great win, but the Kings are good, man. They, they've turned the corner. So I'm very, I'm looking towards these playoffs. It should be exciting, especially in the West. Cause I think anything can really happen over there. I think in the East is a little more dominant. So I'm definitely looking forward to these playoffs in the next couple of weeks. And Danny, real quickly on to Formula One uh, and where the season has just begun. This is the second race in. Uh, I just have to say this, man. Red Bull Racing, uh, their car is extremely fast. I don't see anybody catching them at this point in time. Uh, I keep hearing these post-game interviews and, or post-race interviews and where they're saying, this don't know how, how Red Bull has done it or we need to make adjustments to mirror what Red Bull has done, uh, that being Mercedes and, uh, for that matter, Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aston Martin has come up. Uh, yesterday's race uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, Sergio Perez uh, ends up winning, uh, and basically Red Bull, Red Bull goes one two. Max Verstappen started fifteenth uh, on the grid, came up to number two, um, passed by people. Uh, yes, with DRS, but nonetheless, at times just passing by, just with normal pace of the car. Uh, their pace this far exceeds that of uh, the other cars here, man. Alonzo uh, for Aston Martin, uh, yeah, even though he was you know, on the podium, had a penalty, a five-second penalty, didn't do it right in the pit, got uh, another five seconds added, uh, so 10 seconds overall penalty. That puts George Russell from Mercedes uh, going from fourth to third uh, in that particular race, so he got some additional points there. Uh, but nonetheless, Danny, you know, I, I started watching Formula One because of uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really wanted to see when he would he would actually win a race. Uh, I haven't seen him win a race. I have seen him podium before, uh, but haven't seen him win a race. I don't know based upon the car that Red Bull has if he's going to actually win a race anytime soon. Mercedes keeps talking about uh, wait until uh, maybe the fifth, sixth race uh, where performance improvements can really happen, packages can happen. I don't see it. What say you, Danny? One thing, Jay, is Alonzo actually, they fought the penalty and he went back into third place. There was, um, like you mentioned, the penalty and they fought it after the race and then they put him on podium. So okay. Russell and Alonzo actually flip-flopped later in the, in the day. But just watching the race, like Verstappen, yesterday there was a point where he passed like eight people. Yeah, man. This car, their, their cars, look, it's not even fair, the way those cars are moving. And if you look at the second differentials in the standings, like Sir Lewis Hamilton was 31 seconds off the first place, off Perez. And it's just just observing it and how those cars are moving. You really can't get a sense of it unless you watch it and just the handling and all, everything is just overall. And Alonzo's had a good start to the year. Mm-hmm. So he's just sitting there and I think he's going to sneak one of these races here, man. Cause he keeps hanging around, hanging around. 
where he can take over one of these Red Bull cars. But until that happens, <laughs> Red Bull has it on lock and Mercedes has some work to do out. I don't know, man, that they need, they better hurry up quick because it's going to be hard to catch these boys from Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it also, man, I know with some, we've kind of, I've put the side eye to some of this too. It's like, cause I know they've had some uh, issues in the past with their cars and some things like some penalties and things where you just gotta, you know, just <laughs> what's going on here. How are they that fast? Come on, man. So we'll watch and see how it goes along. But um, great start to the season. And, yeah, Mercedes needs to get their act together, uh, especially from our standpoint, Sir Lewis Hamilton. We want to see him get on podium and actually, you know, show some face here. So pulling for him, and we'll see what happens in the next race. Thank you for joining us at That Ports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.